Do you hear that? Silence. All is calm. All is dark. Wind rustles the grass. I hear sheep, cattle. Somewhere, just down there, a shepherd is snoring. He has no idea what's coming. You never know the moment before something happens until it's over. Then you can never go back. Maybe that's why they say silence breaks. When silence ends, something new begins. I apologize. I should have led with, do not be afraid. That's what my kind are always having to say when we show up in your world. Is it because we're so frightening? You tell me. Is it because we bring messages from the Almighty? Or maybe it's because we are a reminder to humans that there's an unseen world all around them all the time. The creator has other creations, other beings, other plans that they know nothing of. Humans like when things are about them. And as it happens, this story is. This is a story about humankind, so loved by the creator that he would go to any lengths to redeem them. He would even go to earth. But first, what do you know about angels? Come on, let's hear it. Flying cherubs, wings, white robes, guardians of humans and their world. Let's start from the beginning. You and I, humans and angels, we have some things in common. We are both creations of the maker. We're older. We, we, we sang at the creation of your world, literally burst into song at the beauty of what God had done. We watched in wonder as he breathed life into the first man and woman, deeming them a little lower than the angels in the order of all things. And like you, we have our own will. Long ago, one of our number, Lucifer, chose to rebel against the creator. He took some of our number with him and tempted humans to do the same. We were stunned at, at how quickly the humans turned their back on the creator's goodness, how easily they were deceived and how brokenhearted the maker was. There are differences between us as well. We are spirit beings. We don't require a physical body for our existence as you do, but, but we can take on material forms when our mission requires it. And because of that spirit nature, we don't die the way humans do. We are already part of the world without end. Humans, I know, don't understand eternity. Angels don't understand time. It seems so restrictive. Being stuck in, in one place, one moment, seems to me one of the greatest limitations of being human. For us, outside of time, there's no need to hurry. There's no 
Not enough hours in the day. No regrets, no goodbyes. For you in this life, time is a one-way trip. And angels don't have the kinds of relationships that humans have. Friendship, romance, rivalry, stranger, sibling, significant other. These terms are irrelevant to us, but they define so much of the human experience and consume so much of your energy. We have no desire for the complications, the confusion, even the pain of human relationships. And yet, there's a richness to human relationships, a, a collaborative beauty that we don't get to experience. We are wholly focused on our creator, serving him as, as his army, as, as his messengers, as <clears throat> his choir. You may have heard of a few of us by name. Michael, the archangel, our leader. Gabriel, the messenger who has visited the earth before. And you may know that the Almighty has visited earth before. In a burning bush, thunder on a smoking mountain, in a still small voice. Sometimes he's come to earth disguised as one of us to dine with or, or even wrestle with individual people. But he's never come to earth like this. Never so personally, so vulnerably. Not, not just to visit, but to live. Not just alongside humans, but as one of them. I told you before that we sang at the creation of your world. Tonight, we are going to sing again because tonight, the creator himself is coming to earth. For centuries after the brokenness of the garden, the creator continued to reach out to his creation, to humankind. He, he began with another human couple, a man named Abraham and his wife, Sarah. From them, he formed a nation, a family, who out of all the people of earth, he formed a covenant with. He, he sent visions and prophets and miracles. He showed them how to live, how to care for each other and their world. And yet for generations, the story was always the same. Things would go well for a while, and then they wouldn't. Sin and its aftermath always crept back in. People would praise the Almighty with one breath and disown him with the next. And so at a certain point, the prophets fell silent. God stopped sending messages. There were no angels. There were no new words. For 400 years, there was silence from heaven. And people listened and waited. Had the maker given up? Was he doing nothing? No, not at all. Behind the scenes, in the silence, he was preparing the way for something big. Just over a year ago, Gabriel was sent 
to Jerusalem, to the temple, to speak to a priest named Zechariah. Uh, the temple is one of those earthly places your kind build, where, where God is revered and worshipped. It seemed like a fitting place for a holy message. When Gabriel spoke to Zechariah, telling him that his prayers had been answered, that he and his wife were going to have a child, those 400 years of silence were broken. Think about that. The creator knows that humans mistrust his silence. You wonder what he's doing, if he's there at all. And so the first words in this new beginning were, I have been listening. I have heard you. I know your hearts. I hear your prayers. But the old priest doubted the message. How can I know these things are true? He asked. This is not how you want to speak to Gabriel. I am Gabriel, he said. I stand in the presence of the Almighty, and I have been sent to bring you good news. And so Gabriel gave the old man some time to think about it. For nine months after that conversation, Zechariah was silent. But God was not. He was just getting started. Zechariah and his wife and, and the maker, they found their way to a new beginning together. That child that, that Zechariah didn't believe he could have began to grow. And after his son's birth, Zechariah's voice returned full of praise. Now, it was a busy time for Gabriel. He was sent to earth again, this time to a far less promising location, to a little Galilean village called Nazareth, where life is simple and poor. You could easily wonder if anything good could ever come from a place like this, what an angel was doing here. But you could never have guessed the answer. Greetings, Mary, Gabriel said to a young woman. The Lord is pleased with you. From, from a priest in the temple to a peasant girl in a dusty village house, from I hear you to I am pleased with you. And to her, Gabriel gave the words that would change the course of human history, of all history. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you will give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called son of the most high. He will sit on the throne of his father, David, and will reign over Jacob's descendants forever and ever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked. Not, not with disbelief like the old priest, but with curiosity, with the wonder of someone who has always viewed the world working one way and suddenly is discovering there's more. Nothing is impossible with God, Gabriel said. 
No word from God will ever fail. So once those words were spoken, once Mary said, let it be to me as you have said, there was no going back. Events in this human world, from the personal to the political, from the smallest town to the largest city, are woven together in a garment that most humans don't even sense, let alone see. The Creator has putting things in motion throughout history that will connect one chapter of his story to the next. He knows the end from the beginning, and he's been there all along. From the moment he called his people, he was preparing them for tonight. Are they ready? No, like Zechariah, no. But the maker isn't waiting for his people to give a sign. He's not waiting for them to complete their chores or get their affairs in order. He decides when it's time and he is ready. So here we are waiting in the wings, thousands, more than thousands, angels beyond number, all sent here. If I didn't know the maker, I would, I would double check the location. From, from a temple in Jerusalem to a, a Galilean village and now to the quiet hills outside a human town called Bethlehem. In the middle of the night, with no one around to hear anything we sing or say. Except some sleepy shepherds. Among their own people, these shepherds are considered low, unimportant. An unusual audience for the finest choral performance in the history of the world. Or perhaps not. Perhaps they are the perfect choice. Angels don't put a lot of stock in how humans evaluate each other. From a shepherd in his field to a prince in his palace, to us, to the creator, they are equals. Humans are humans. Which is to say, both a little and a lot. We are his servants. We worship him. We praise him. We carry out his commands because he is worthy of our devotion and our service. I know who I was made to be. Long ago, the angels were given a choice. We had one opportunity to side with good or evil, the creator or Lucifer. That choice was binding permanent. So for us, it's settled, it's finished. But for you, you must choose again and again and again, good over evil, love over hate, faith over fear. I do not envy you. And yet, of all his creations, there is none the maker has a relationship with like humankind. 
We are his servants. You are his children. He loves you. A concept that is difficult for us to understand. What would it be like to be loved by the creator himself? To be given grace when you fail. To be personally known. To be sought after when you stray. In the centuries since your world was made, humans have done great evil to each other. And the world has suffered because of it. But the maker who calls himself their father will not walk away. And still, it seems, humans do not know who they are, their identity, their calling, how much they are loved and cherished as children. Which brings us exactly to what God is doing tonight and why. Tonight, we have good news to announce. But listen to this. Up until right now, the creator has always communicated with and, and, and blessed the family of Abraham, of Israel, his chosen people. Of all the nations on earth, he has a special relationship with them. But I have the script for tonight, and it says, all people. This message from God, this coming of the infant son to earth, this love of a parent for their children, it's not just for a select group of people. It's for everyone. All of you, the creator says. I'm doing this for all of you. Do you find this hard to believe? You wouldn't be alone. There was one other visit angels had to make between Mary's and tonight, and that was to Joseph just a few months ago. Believing is hard. Humans are limited beings, after all. You haven't seen what we've seen. Joseph is a good man, but he needed some help to believe. Uh, sometimes you mortals do that for each other. On this occasion, an angel stepped in. Do not be afraid, Joseph. But Joseph wasn't afraid of the angel. Do not be afraid, the angel said, to take Mary as your wife. Joseph was afraid of the choice that was before him. He was afraid of the future. He, he was stuck. All his plans were out the window thanks to his fiancée's open secret. Mary was pregnant. It was a miracle, she said. If Joseph believed her, if he married her anyway, if he loved her anyway, what would his life be like? Who would he become? If he rejected her and walked away, what then would his life be like? Who would he become? Joseph had to decide what was true. 
And he was afraid of life on the other side of that decision. So the angel tells him, go ahead, Joseph. Don't be afraid to trust your maker. He loves you more than you know. This child that Mary will deliver, this son that she and Joseph will raise, he will be known as the light of the world. And that light will be magnified in the life of every person he meets. Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, their stories seem so unlikely. But the most unlikely thing of all is true. God so loves this broken world, so loves humanity in all its selfishness and wrongdoing, in all its sparks of beauty and glory, so loves that he will allow his son to become one of them, to experience life as one of them, to suffer as one of them, even to die as one of them, so that every one of them can be forgiven and be his child forever. He is the only one who can confront the cycle of this fallen world, sin, heartache, death, and break it. He's the only one who can break the silence between humanity and God and shatter forever the silence of the grave. You see, tonight, we get to tell anyone who will listen, he's here, come and see. But that's just the beginning. The creator's plan is, is better than this. It's bigger than this. This child is coming to earth to live such a life as has never been lived and to die as every human being must. And then, just when the world seems at its darkest, when hope seems farthest away, when there is an awful silence for three days, one of us will show up again and will say something new. He isn't here. Go and tell. And everything will begin again. There's so much wrong in this fallen world. We've watched it all unfold. We've wondered what would happen next. But the chapters to come are good because the creator's love never fails. Tonight, the angels will celebrate. Tonight, we will break our silence with praise because tonight, to this broken, beautiful world, a son will be given. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with them. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace, goodwill. Tonight, a few unlikely humans are about to get a glimpse of what goes on where the maker dwells. Beauty in sound and song 
and even in silence. Beauty that this world has no reference for. And yet, to the humblest of places, just over there, to a manger full of straw, people will come and bend and adore their God as deeply as the angels in heaven. Because tonight, he dwells here. A great joy will be for all people and a multitude of angels too. How will you tell this story? What will you call it? How will you celebrate the coming of this God child to your world? You will tell it in your own way as I have told it in mine. Do you hear that? A baby's cry. If you'll excuse me, that's my cue. 